The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Good evening, Rick. Would you believe it's, it's Dr. Doom? What's on your evil mind? Oh, you insulting tongue in my, my words. Well, how about this rumor that you are really hired, Mr. Stark? And welcome to another exciting episode of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles. Yay! Oh, that is a totally wrong sound effect there. Hold oh, on. This is, uh, no, I'm not doing that. This is what I was looking for. Yeah! That's it. We're experimenting with some new sound effects, people. That's right. You're going to have to bear with us just a little bit. I'm your host, Tim D-O-double-G. Yay! And the man behind these new sound effects is at Agent underscore 70 on Twitter. What's up, everybody? Woo! And we also have at Ruddy Cat on Twitter with us. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> it really does sound like you're for us. <laughs> <laughs> and currently busy seeing a screener of... Um, was it the King Arthur movie? Right. Sure. Is at PCN underscore dirt on Twitter. Noodle Lodge! <laughs> Make sure to go to his website, popculturenetwork.com to get all your pop culture needs. Yeah. And while you're going to websites, go to theclicknation.com. You can find previous episodes of Comic Book Chronicles and Comic Book News. On the homepage, we have links to our social media accounts. We're on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Google Plus. Also, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, YouTube.com, TuneIn Radio, and Google Play. Remember, we're a part of the Coast of the Podcast Network. Go to CSPN.us. Do it today. And while you're on the CSPN, make sure to buy some Comp Book Chronicles merchandise by going to CSPN.us. Remember, we record live every Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And you can always tune in live every week by going to theclitnation.com forward slash live. And make sure to use the hashtags Comic Book Chronicles and CBCron on social media when you're discussing comic books to join in the conversation. Alrighty. So the, the comic we're going to start with this week is part two of the DC uh, mini crossover, the event, which takes place in The Flash number 21. Right, so the Let's mini. See event. if I can try to get the get the cover oh, going here. Hang on, I got it. Uh, so the mini event is called the button. The button. Uh, fiddles. But then I got it here we go. going here. It'll be the lenticular cover, even though you can't really tell the difference. Okay. Oh, is that the one? If you there we go. put the yeah. focus on me. Mm. Cool. So the uh, Batman took a beat down from the Reverse Flash last issue. Uh, and of course, Barry Allen being the fastest man live and the master of appearing in, um, in uh, the master of appearing places too late. Of course, despite being the fastest man alive. Yes, he gets there to the Batcave too late. Being the uh, CSI investigator he is, he turns the Batcave into a crime scene that he begins investi- investigating. Right. We'll see in the Batcave uh, roped off with police tape and little sticky notes uh, planted in different areas. Right. 
like the flags of like all the the pieces of evidence. So that was pretty interesting to see. It's it's funny, you know. I don't. I'm not a uh, uh, a follower of the Flash television show that much anymore, and mm-hmm. um, uh, I'm wondering if maybe the reemphasis of uh, the reemphasis of uh, Flash's f- police background has you know kind of emerged post uh, TV show. I don't know if you guys can help confirm that or deny that. Which characters? The Flash. Just the Flash, like just to, like kind of a, a re-emphasis on his police background and his forensics background. Is it? Is it's having the TV show, but I think I'm not entirely sure. But I'm pretty sure uh, the New Fifty Two when it launched, that was kind of a big thing in the series. Okay, from uh, Francis Manipole and Brian Bouchelado. Okay, okay, all right. But yeah, well, it's, de- it's definitely prominent in the TV show as well. Yeah, so you know, it's it's it's. Not- Or is that me? Um, Meet your mic. uh, Or is it from Yeah, I think that's from him. Yeah, you something something's going on with your might be your sound effects. Could you hear Yeah. Yeah. You you may not have been able to hear it, uh, Agent Seventy, but is some light loud wow go over yes. and over again yeah it sounds like it might be feedback from i'm assuming the the sound effect either that or you're being jammed i thought it was me at first because it seemed like it was it happened right when i was getting like a, a message notification in another app <laughs> i was like whoa maybe you're the one jamming him but yet it went away when he <laughs> so i was like uh mute yourself see if that does it all right but uh to continue with the flash 21 so uh, it was cool seeing the Flash interact with Alfred in in uh, in the mansion and uh, Bruce recovering from his his wounds and of course just just like the CW version of the Flash, uh, the DC Comics Barry Allen decides the only way to solve these problems is through time travel. Oh, that old chestnut! So he does that. Oh, actually, he heads to the. Um, the watchtower to retrieve a certain device to, to aid in his uh, time travel escapades. And it's the, is it? Co- I think it's cosmic called the cosmic treadmill. treadmill. Yes. <laughs> which is an actual thing. Yeah. Uh, of course, Batman knows he's about to uh, do this journey. And even though he's all bandaged and beat up, he, he joins the flash. Oh, and I guess the, one of the big takeaways from this issue was uh, where the cosmic treadmill was located and so like a lost and found uh, area of the watchtower that had a whole bunch of sort of items from the various past of the DC universe. That's cool. Like a storage, like a, uh, a historical storage room or something. CBR had a good article up that uh, came up this evening that I read before the show. Uh, so sort of like listing a bunch of the Easter eggs in it. I'm sure Doug would recognize a whole bunch of them, but me not being a, a heavy DC reader in my days growing up, I I recognize some of the character names they use, but as far as Not none of their significance stuff. to me, yeah, uh, some stuff with like Doctor with the Hour Man and uh, Martian Manhunter's original costume was hanging up, uh, Blue Beetle's spaceship thing he flew, uh, Ted Court version flew around in, uh, Booster Gold's sidekick Skeeter scooter, whatever that 
flying talking uh, device was. Huh. Things like that were found in there. Wait, where is the booster gold where, to where that is not with him? Good question. Uh-huh. So, actually, he's lost in time, I think, last time we saw him. <laughs> we still with the stones. Oh, now you're underwater. Oh, great. How are you, Agent 70? All right. I guess he's going to stay muted until he figures it out. Still hearing the feedback? No, it's gone. Okay. I don't know what I fixed. Oh. <laughs> it's one of those crazy things. And we don't know what went wrong, so. Yeah. I mean, I kind of did a little bit of clicking, but it's kind of hard without having to, like, constantly do testing, you know? Right. All right. In any event, maybe the mic was too close to me. Who knows? Um, so, yeah, I, um, I, it was funny hearing, uh, you know, you go through that article that uh, describes some of the Easter eggs that were in this book, I would have been completely lost. I mean, I was still completely lost with all the Easter eggs. Thankfully, you didn't have to, 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 re- to realize there were so many here to, uh, to enjoy the issue. Um, kind of like what we were saying earlier, the fact that this kind of boiled down to like a kind of a cool procedural that, um, that, the, two, uh, that the two detectives in the DCU um, were, were following up on was cool. And the fact that he had to kind of resort to the, uh, the treadmill um, to go through to to to, uh, to continue the investigation was uh, you know was like a, was like the flash touch for the story. So um, were you referring to like the the hall of 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 of, of detritus that they had gathered in all their investigations? Tim, you're muted. <laughs> Tim, you're okay. muted. There you go. You're saying yeah. If you're knowledgeable in your DC history, then a lot of the artifacts you'll recognize. I gotcha. I gotcha. Interesting that there is a spoiler alert. Oh, we have a new spoiler alert bell. It's actually um, an alarm. I don't know if you guys are cool with that. I'm gonna. That's what I'm anointing the spoiler alert now. Yeah, it works. That's all right. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, obviously, you know, we're still in the midst of uh, downloading uh, sounds here and testing them out. So just a shout out to uh, any um, uh, listeners and viewers of the Click Nation's Compo Chronicles. If you have any suggestions, feel free to hit us up on Twitter or email or freaking Instagram, however you want to do it, and hit us up with ideas for sound effects. And preferably links and already pre-cut audio. (laughs) (laughs) But in any event, um, I I like that there were a couple of artifacts in here that were readily recognizable, like um, um, uh, Martian Manhunter Cape. You know, there's definitely a Lobo uh, chain in here, it looks like. So, you know, just, just, uh, just that first glance. Uh, but it, I guess the issue sort of goes from there, and the two heroes get on the treadmill. They, uh, oh, the Flash begins running. Everything's going fine until I guess Flash sort of loses control of uh, the treadmill, and they go tumbling through time and end up back in the Flashpoint universe. Jane, stop this crazy thing! Yeah, seriously, right? Basically, what happened. And then you see the uh, uh, Batman meets his father, Thomas Wayne, who is the Batman of that universe. Right. So it'll be continued next week in Batman 22. Yeah, I mean, I guess we all sort of knew this was coming uh, as a result of the story, but it was still a pretty uh, nicely done panel, uh, basically a, a big splash and a small inset panel by uh, Howard Porter, who is uh, the artist on this book, um, showing the meeting between uh, Thomas and Bruce Wayne in their guises as Batman. Mm-hmm. So it was a, it was a nicely done uh, image right there. So you know, and you see the um, the distinct differences between the two uh, heroes who um, evolved very differently, given um, either their one their aptitude for technology and their attitude towards killing and guns. 
you know, seeing them, oh, yes. yeah, seeing them side by side like that, you can definitely see the stark differences. That was almost a pun. That could have almost been a pun. Yeah, seriously. Or the, uh, or the, uh, the. Uh, I, I was, I was trying to come up with a pun on a uh, castle, as in Frank Castle, but uh, <laughs> you know, given all the strapping, the, all the pouches and the guns. So, but uh, right. yeah, I mean, this is a good issue. Um, uh, you know, it was. Uh, I think you meant. Did we say this on on the air that you thought this was better than um, last week's Batman issue? I didn't, but you said it for me. Okay. Yeah. As you said, off, off air, that more things happen in this issue. Right. I mean, what I wanted to just kind of recap for the audience and kind of, uh, you know, share with them what we were, what we were saying earlier. Um, there was a lot less just, you know, Batman getting the crap kicked out of him, and there was more movement and progression in the story. So that, that what, that's what made this issue, uh, uh, you know, a pretty interesting and fun read. All right. Okay. Jim, I want to... Uh, introduce another title. Let's see what Roddy Cat read. Hey, let's talk about Black Panther number 13. Well, hang on. Before we get to that, since we're on DC, oh, you want um, to might as well just do uh, Teen Titans. Okay. Anybody else read that? Nope. I did. Okay, go ahead. Sweet. That's what I get for scrolling so fast. I didn't see that. <clears throat> That's all good. So, yeah. Uh, this is the, the second uh, issue of the Rise of Aqualad arc. Um... And the last so, part of it. Well, yeah, I guess that is true. Yeah, because he is. Because we have a crossover next month. That's right. Um, so the team is fighting uh, King Shark not well because <laughs> apparently uh, Damien has a bunch of maneuvers and whatnot that he figured that everybody was supposed to know, and that didn't happen. So he kind of got away, except for he didn't because Damien tr- put a tracker on him. And then Jackson, aka Cal, uh, aka Aqualad, comes into the uh, the tower. Titan's Tower and uh, introduces himself. Surprisingly enough, there was no fight. They're just like a bunch of just get out of here. Well, particularly from Damon, get out of here. We're not looking for anybody else type of situations. <laughs> and then the team goes off to to, to fight King Shark. Um, and apparently, unbeknownst to them, Jackson follows them and ends up saving Damon's bacon. You know, after a nice little fight, um, and uh, Jackson gets uh, introduced. Well, not introduced. Gets Basically, gets put on the team, but not <laughs> not in an official way. So it was cool. Basically, a cool way to introduce Aqualad to the team, mm-hmm. uh, show a semi softer side to Robin. Also, uh, shows the continuing dysfunction, slight dysfunction of the team. Yep. In, in, trans- in Robin's transition to uh, lead, I guess. I guess was the threat of King Shark set up by. Uh, Black Manta? No, I, it doesn't. It doesn't appear. Oh yeah, I guess that was the one part we didn't we didn't bring. But that's usually given where Aqualad comes in. But no, it didn't seem like it because if you remember at the end of it, King Shark was talking because whatever society King Shark and that other person was a part of, they were talking, and he seemed surprised to see Black Manta. Okay, I even mentioned remember. the fact that it was like, oh wait, aren't you dead? Mm-hmm. So, and even and Manta was like, hey, I want to know everything about that dude. Right. So, so I guess there's some other whoever. Uh, King Shark's working with some will be another reveal to come perhaps later in the series. Right. Unless, and I seriously doubt it has something to do with the art coming out. Cause I think that's pretty much that strokes thing, but maybe it's a rebirth mystery. Who even knows? All right. I'm going to have to catch up on this teen Titan stuff. It looks good. Yeah, it's a monthly series. So it's not as yeah. hard. Gotcha. That's with the twice. Yeah, that and Titans both are, yeah. That and Titan. They're both pretty, would be pretty easy to catch up on. Okay. 
Yeah, it looks good. You know, I like Koi Fam's art, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty, yeah his art's nice. All righty. So now if you want to go to that one. Yeah, I was about to say, did we knock out all the DC stuff? Uh, no, but we can come back to it. Or, oh. Actually, no, I have one more. Yeah, yeah go ahead. I might as well get it out of the way. Uh, Suicide Squad number 16. Mm-hmm. First part of, um, I forget what the, what does it say at the top? Um, Earthlings on Fire. Earthlings on Fire with uh, the new series artist, at least for this arc, Tony Daniels. So the art looks great. And if you read the previous uh, issue of Suicide Squad, the backup story ended with Amanda Waller uh, going or discussing how she wants to bring General Zod into the Suicide Squad, but she needs something to control him. That thing being, of course, Kryptonite. So who do you go to if you need Kryptonite in the DC Universe? You go to Lex Luthor. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't have to hear the spoiler bill for that one. Yes. So it begins with her having a meeting with Lex Luthor. Um, They're, you know, trying to gauge each other and whatnot. He offers her a a present and a little small box that she declines. And her job is basically to distract Luthor while the Suicide Squad teleports in using magic thanks to Enchantress to break into Luthor, one of Luthor's vaults in his Let's Core building and steal some kryptonite. Of course, um, they have to deal with guards and whatnot. And one little funny uh, element throughout, uh, throughout the, the issue is Enchantress teleports the team in. She, for one, she uh, magically takes out any communications in and out of the building. So It's like a mini EMP. Yeah, so the guards can't send the signal out to Luthor of what's going on. When she teleports the team in, she accidentally teleports Captain Boomerang in uh, minus one of his arms. Somehow he lost an arm during the teleportation, so which he complains about. Hold on, there's got to be an ow sound effect. I may need an ow sound effect. Ow, that just hurt. Just hearing that just yeah. Oh was God. it his throwing yeah. arm? Oh, oh no! You just make a joke about you know, it, you know, this the, it's the arm he wipes his butt with, and you know, oh. <laughs> classic Captain Boomerang. Yeah, so he complains about that for the entire issue. Wait, he's not um, bleeding out or anything? No, it's just like you teleport and like your body part gets cut off during it. Just cauterized. Yeah. The wound is cauterized yeah. right there. You see, you see, you know, he got his jack, his big jacket on, so you just see like the one sleeve just hanging. Oh, the sleeves still are just not the, oh, weird. Okay. Yeah, this, yeah. Well, the jacket sleeve is there, but there's no right. arm in it. Weird. Yeah, that's funny though. Because it's a Suicide Squad, and anything can happen. <laughs> Which actually did happen last issue because uh, Katana cut off one of Deadshot's arm, uh, hands or wrist or whatever, so he's got a metal hand now. No kidding. Yeah. That's very. Uh, that, uh, I, it's very Star Wars. I caught, yeah, I caught up. I caught up with the the series before, uh, so I could be up to date. So I, I read that before into this issue. I was like, oh, okay. But anyway, so back to this issue. So they get through the guards, they get to another part of the vault and run into another set of uh, Luthor cronies being uh, clones. They have to fight them. Eventually, Luthor gets tipped off that the squad is breaking into his building. He does his little Tony Stark and his business suit disappears and his little Superman armor appears on him and he flies away. To join the fight, uh, Holly Quinn jumps on top of him and bites him on the forehead or the skull, actually, because it's all hairless. Uh, then eventually, 
Amanda Waller gets down to where everyone is and tells Luthor to back off and she, you know, she needs to crypt the kryptonite because it's a matter of national security, yada, yada, yada. And he's like, oh, you just want kryptonite, huh? He's like, I tried to give you some earlier and you wouldn't take it. That <laughs> being, know, the, That's all you had to say. <laughs> yeah, that being a little small gift he tried to give her at the beginning of their meeting that she declined. It was full of uh, crystals of kryptonite, small kryptonite. So, so she gets her kryptonite. Yes, of course. But that wouldn't have been fun or made for a comic book issue if that happened. Exactly. Of course. So the final page, I think, has General Zod, who's like this massive creature after coming out the Phantom Zone earlier in the series, uh, strapped to a table while they're performing surgery with the red laser to cut his head open to put a kryptonite bomb in his head. So really, join the Suicide Squad. squad. Yeah, exactly. That's very Suicide Squad. Hmm. Yeah. So fun issue. Nice. And I think this was the maybe the first issue besides the crossovers with the uh, Justice League versus Suicide Squad that didn't have a backup story in it. Okay. So that's worse. So Tony, De- to- Tony Daniel drew the entire issue instead of uh, whoever the series artist drawing three-fourths of an issue and then someone else doing the last quarter. So possible click of the week. I have to give it some more thought. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Um, let's see if there's any DC that we have to cover from PCN underscore dirt. There it is. Oh, yeah. Okay. Action Comics 978. All right. So I guess I'll read uh, PCN underscore dirt's comments. Uh, now we know more about the rewritten history of Superman. Uh, spoiler alert. No Superboy clone? No Flashpoint birth of Jonathan? And the old villain who wasn't, who was, now is again. He loves it. And going back to The Flash, uh, PC and Dirt said, Click of the Week, is anyone surprised? What we once considered as an alternate timeline is actually a parallel universe. Makes me wonder what else is out there. That was (laughs) well-timed. Hey, it's a work in progress. It's a WIP, work in progress. You know, we're just working to refine. And I got to remember where all these things are on the board. <laughs> I, I think we're done with DC. All right. I think so, so. Moving on to the other of the big two. Did you want to start with Black Panther, uh, Roddy Cat? Sure, we could do that. Right. Uh, if you want to go ahead and start, I'm pulling up the. Sure. Um, what I'm liking about this book now is that I think uh, Coates needed to get his feet under him. And it's taken him, you know, I think a little while to really become accustomed to writing for comics. I think, you know, I definitely sense that he's much more comfortable with this now. And I think, I don't know if anyone saw online, um, there's a, a video um, from, posted by The Atlantic, the, uh, the magazine that, uh, that, that Todd Nahisa Coates writes for, um, where he talks about his uh, having to learn how to write for comics as opposed to, you know, uh, telling stories in other medium and in other media and also being a journalist. So it's a vastly different uh, way of doing things. And I think he's starting to really uh, get comfortable with it. Um, You know, case in point, he's uh, crossed over. Um, I know that, uh, you know, the last few issues have kind of set set up this particular crossover with a certain uh, other character from the Marvel universe. Uh, It's not really a big spoiler alert, but I'll still ring the bell. Or sound the alarm, um, and uh, uh, Storm makes an appearance in this uh, issue. You know, uh, we ended the last issue with uh, with her, uh, or with uh, I guess T'Challa appearing to her actually. Right. And 
um, we basically we basically uh, uh, start a new arc based off of uh, something that has always played a role in uh, the Black Panther stories, and that is uh, the mythology of Wakanda. You know, the mythology, the deities that they call to, and how you know it's kind of um, it's kind of uh, 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 in contrast to how they're portrayed as this scientifically and technolog- technologically advanced uh, nation that still is so reliant upon uh, you know, uh, you know, deities and, and, and tribal mythology and, you know, seeing that, you know, seeing that, uh, particular aspect of, um, you know, that, that, that side of the dichotomy of, uh, Wakandan, the reality of Wakanda is, is interesting because we go through a good few pages of, of T'Challa trying to reconcile that. Mm-hmm. And then ultimately what we, what we find out is that the conflict that is laid out in this issue really is between, uh, you know, as they're trying to establish what the future of Wakanda is, really is between what was once uh, a, a very much a, 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 a mythology and, and, and a religious-centered uh, culture and, 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 and uh, you know, contrasting that with what Wakanda is now, which is trying to find a new direction. Right, for being the most technically advanced uh, civilization on Earth, it was very much steeped in the past, and right. that seems to be not necessarily the past is catching up to them, but more so that um, uh, it is starting to think a little globally, a little more globally in some senses. Well, I, what I was going to say, I don't know about globally, but I think it all relates back to the new direction that um, that they're trying to push Wakanda towards, which is away from... Um, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a kingdom led right. by king. You know, but that's what I'm saying, and which is which is which still goes with what I'm saying because globally, meaning a more democratic, right. not necessarily everybody's just still don't think right. democratically, but more along in that sense as opposed exactly. to the monarchy that it used to be. Yeah, I, I was what I was going to say is you know, um, when you said globally, I was thinking, oh, you know, they might be looking outwards. I don't know if that's well, really- they kind of are. I mean, there was some dialogue in a few issues back that kind of hinted towards that also, but not necessarily saying that hey, we're gonna. Yeah. Exactly, because at the end of the day, they're still going to be on the insular side, on the right, Wakanda for Wakanda. Exactly. So, yeah. uh, something along those lines, definitely, uh, you know, kind of, uh, uh, you know, keeping their business to themselves to to, to a very strong extent. So, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, so I like the I like the uh, you know like I was saying earlier, I like that you know there's the uh, Coates is taking a couple of different approaches with this. You know, it's not just it's that he's not just jumping straight into let's establish a democracy and let's get, you know, let's get a uh, uh, neck deep into uh, filibusters and, and, and signing bills and whatnot. Right. Well, and, and even if he had just just done that out there, I'm sure somebody would have looked at him like, wait, that's a little fast. It doesn't happen like that, which he's right. taking the, the time and the care to recognize the fact that, yeah, this is taking some time and you, know, you got to go through the work in progress. And like it's a superhero book. Yes, exactly. Which we see some of that in his book, which that that was uh, part of the reasons why I enjoyed this issue so much. This was almost a click of the week. If something else hadn't come along and just rolled it over, over okay, yeah, um, because the first part of the book where he's counseling with uh, Aurora was well, one that was kind of kind of lost me because I am probably one of the few who loved the fact that they were the were together and wishes they still were. Okay. You know. Um, and more people who are, you know, fans of that. I mean, it's more popular. To, well, I mean, not more popular, but I've, you know, even when the pairing came about, people were like, blah, 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 rah, 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 and this and that. Oh, you, mean, I have, you, mean, you and, mean this? Wait, wait, hold on. Where's that? Where's that? Where's that? I'm looking for the, the angry crowd. Here we go. <laughs> is, that the, is, that the, is that the reaction? Yeah, kind of. Um, 
and and some of the points made made some sense, but at the same time, I was like, well, you know what? They are still. I still believe that they are a good pairing, regardless of how it came about and you know what it was all about. Regardless, all of that was cool. So the scene that was great, and then the rest of the issues where there's one part the action, and then the the part with Eden and um Shuri, and you know how she plays into things. Like I'm kind of loving all how all of that is coming together. In, in that little moment where uh, Shuri and, and uh, T'Challa was, was fighting together and there was kind of like bonding at the same time. Sure. So, yeah, this situation, this, this uh, issue was pretty, pretty much good love. All righty. Well, as I said earlier, I think that um, it, it's probably helpful to go back to the first issue and even the first arc to really get a sense of what Coates is doing. But I think um, you could start with maybe the last few issues and jump in on this because... Um, you know, there's really only a few characters you have to understand as being established as like important supporting characters. Other than that, you're moving head on into uh, a brand new story direction. So this is absolutely, if not this issue, maybe the issue before is real are really good jumping on points. Mm. And speaking of that, that reminds me of something that came out this week. Um, but we'll get to that after after we do reviews, I guess. Alrighty. What else we got? Okay, uh, Tim, you want to talk about Ben Riley, Scarlet Spider? We can. All right. This had Deadpool, Harley Quinn style vibe to me. I wasn't expecting a humorous, witty, sarcastic uh, Spider-Man character. I definitely see your point. I definitely see um, that it had that vibe. I'm not as familiar with the Harley Quinn vibe, but I'm definitely familiar with the Deadpool vibe. And I definitely see uh, how that is an influence to this. And, um, what book? This is not a. This is not like a, a a story idea that's unique. Where there's like a, um, uh, a devil and an angel sitting on a character's shoulders all the time, mm-hmm. and that is uh, an an uh, an element of this story. And um, it's pretty interesting to see how the uh, that uh, affects the uh, the decision making and and the actions of uh, uh, Ben Riley, the former Scarlet. Well, I guess the current Scarlet Spider. Um, uh, in this issue. It's also interesting that uh, they needed to find him uh, a new home city, and the home city that they picked is uh, is one of the few major American cities that does not have kind of like a home superhero or home superhero team. So it's 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 uh, it's interesting that they would uh, many of those across the Marvel universe. Yeah, but you know what I mean. It's like uh, like um, in terms of the major American cities, you know, like oh, you know, we'll put them here. So and he goes about getting his own Uncle Ben, Aunt May. Standins, yeah, uh, that was King. that was actually kind of creepy, kind of sort of, yeah, yeah. This was fun. You know what's funny is that I had contra- I had very much conflicting opinions with the people over at Carmine Street Comics who read this and did not like this. But after reading this, I felt like it wasn't a, a bad start. I thought it was a good uh, kind of a offbeat uh, beginning to a series. He even explains how he has a new costume. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So you they know, get, they get out of, right, out of the way on the first page. I think. Right, 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 right. So, you know, ultimately we have uh, uh, we we have the introduction of uh, bad guys who are also uh, super powered in the least likely of places, and uh, you know we have the we have uh, minor spoiler alert. I'm going to ring the bell. Minor spoiler alert because I don't recognize uh, I don't recognize the, the 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 villain of the issue. And it seemed like the villain of the issue recognized the Scarlet Spider by its voice. And I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, I don't know if that person appeared in the clone conspiracy or not. 
I guess maybe in the background because she does mention that she had someone affected by the um uh uh what's virus thing exactly the the carrion slash clone virus you're right so she did mention that but um it was interesting that all you know automatically this dude's cover is blown just like that and you know we move right into the next issue so I thought it was I thought that was a nice little twist at the end mm-hmm. all right uh let's see we're moving quickly through our books this week um. Anyone read Mighty Four number eighteen? I did, of course. This is awesome. This book was awesome. This book was so awesome. Yes. I read this. I was definitely I was on my way home tonight reading this, and I was jazzed. It was such a great read because it is. Um, well, I guess it would appear to be the penultimate issue of the she the Asgardian uh, Shi'ar War, um, because uh, we start with the reintroduction of a certain X character who is uh, important to the story because um, in a flashback, we're told that um, the last of the, uh, the challenge of the gods, um, the, the last stage of the challenge of the gods uh, unleashed um, the ultimate judgment and the ultimate judgment is on its way. And it is a old school X-Men character slash villain. I'm not going to completely spoil it. So I'm not, so no need to ring the bell, but if you know uh, what, uh, big bad X-Men villains are related to the Shi'ar, you kind of get the idea where this is going. Um, and the X-Men character that's, uh, you know, that, that, that's in this book, that's uh, reintroduced in this book, and I believe he is right there on the cover, is mm-hmm. Quentin Choir. So no need to ring the bell either. Um, Quentin Choir is here, and, um, you know, for uh, like I said, for those of you familiar with the, uh, the X-Men corner of the universe, you kind of know what's coming, but it's still a great lead-up to it. You know, there's a lot of great... Uh, uh, dialogue between these characters aaron um even though they're gods you know basically reduces them to like a bunch of bickering uh uh uh, uh immature uh sometimes imbeciles um in terms of the uh she uh shara and kithri the the shiar deities and you know as they're going through this challenge of the uh challenge of the gods um uh they basically are the worst sore losers ever <laughs> that's pretty much how it plays out so um you know, that being said, we know we're, we're, we're leading into, I believe, is the final issue of the storyline um, dealing with the ramifications of uh, uh, Shara and Kithri being the super sore losers that they are. What do you think of this, Tim? Uh, more than likely, it's my click of the week. Nice! Because I'm leaning towards that, too. It, um, yeah, it was cool watching the Asgard gods kick the Shi'ar gods mm-hmm. ass up and down the uh, was it Emcon pa- Palace? Yes. Uh, seeing Thor and Cole bicker amongst themselves. Yep. And the Shi'ar turn on their gods. Uh, the Great Colors by Matt Wilson and art from Russell Dodderman. Oh, shout out to Matt Wilson. The colors on that particular page where um, the, the, the X-Men villain that I won't spoil completely uh, basically confronts Thor. That's an awesomely colored page. Yep. Where, where there's like a lot, there's a couple of, pan, there's a couple of inset uh, images of uh, Thor and, and, and the current um, and the most recent uh, history of the character. And yeah, J- Jason Aaron getting to write Quinn and Choir again. I'm sure he enjoyed that. Oh, yeah. I never liked that character. It's, yeah. it's one of those characters that kind of requires, and he's kind of a, an acquired taste, yeah. similar to how I firmly believe Deadpool is an acquired taste. Agreed. His name is Harley Quinn, so I think that uh, you know the, the the kind of um, 
uh, rough around the edges, kind of thorny, uh, annoying characters are a little harder to uh, to get behind. But I also remember they were like really pimping him out for for a brief moment in the past. True enough. True enough. So that's Mighty Thor eighteen. Oh, and uh, the Odinson returns next issue. Yay! I need a freaking uh. Yeah, here we go. Celebrate. <laughs> it works. There you go. Hey, don't say that too light. He might be Hydra. Oh no! <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah, a great. Uh, I was about to say a great spoilerific cover. Uh, next issue for the next issue on the the the, the next on the the teaser page for the next issue. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's bring up what uh, we may be actually getting down towards uh, rapid fire now. Um, let's see. Probably because I'm out. I think I got, oh, a couple. I just got one book left. Um, well, before you get to yours, let me get to um, let me do Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur 18 real quick. That's that probably was actual a quick one to do. But nevertheless, um, so here we have Danella uh, getting together this uh, grand plan to deal with um, her Doombot troubles who's been um, hounding her for the last few issues. And what we end up seeing is our, well, a couple of things happen actually in this issue. One, she gets this plan and she gets, she calls in pretty much favors from anybody who's been in this, uh, in this book since it started. So you see a bunch of people at one point uh, show up and then the fight happens. Oh, actually, excuse me, even before the fight happens, she also, recognizes now why uh, or what causes her and Devil Dinosaur to uh, to switch brains, which because that's been happening seemingly random, but it, apparently it's not. Uh, we also find out that we also see a little bit of growth from uh, Lunella because uh, she was a lot more introspective of this issue and she comes to a couple of realizations uh, during the course of her coming through this through this, um, this whole planning thing. And then we get to the big fight where uh, apparently she had a Doombot um, in her little hidden cove, which ended up um, getting free and calling a bunch of others. And then she puts her plan in action, which again, brings back all of the people uh, who has graced her, her um, book since it started. There's a nice big splash page where they all show up, you know, and start fighting these other doom bots. And then the fight just ends. Cause like, it was pretty, it almost played like this, like, like, um, like the, this, book was ending like they were kind of just going from one thing to the other another real fast and it's not really the case but it's just but it is ending this arc and starting to go into another one but like the fight goes on you see that for like a page or for that like page and, and a panel or two then the fight ends and everybody kind of goes their separate ways because apparently it's thanksgiving uh in, during the time of this book which timely <laughs> um and um like i said we we get to see uh a little bonding moment at the end of this with her, her and, and Devil Dinosaur. Because, you know, she she's pretty much always treated them like a big pain, but she also recognizes their strength in numbers because uh, two heads are better than the one thing keeps coming up, with, kept coming up during the whole, during the whole issue because she kept saying it. So, and like I said, uh, at the end of the issue, you see it, uh, them two bond and the next issue starts a different, uh, different arc. So it was cool. Cool. Any other one you want to do? I guess before rapid fire. Um, I saw dirt red X Men gold. We can do that. Yeah, that's my last one. Okay, cool. Right. So, let me grab my physical copy. So yeah, we um, let me pull up the the uh, 
gold, not blue. There we go. I'm also doing a couple things at once here, sorry. But yeah. All good. We all have to, yeah, so well, we got a little fight with um, the new Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, and I didn't realize that was Magma that was with them, or maybe I totally forgot. I think it was teased, and I think we actually discussed it on the last on the last episode where this book was, uh, where uh, Gold Number One was discussed. Right. They said in different interviews and whatnot, uh, Guggenheim said that it would be rec- a recognizable mutants in the new Brotherhood. So people, once it, that came out, people made the connection that it was probably Magma. Okay, um, that's to do with the red mask on that. Um, another ex new mutant. Um, actually, no, that is a former Morlock or a oh. Morlock, rather. Yeah. Because there was a thought that it was a guy whose name I forget now that could create force fields. Okay, not sure who you're talking about there, but, really but yeah, not really. But so what we end up finding out, um, so they're fighting, uh, which doesn't last that long because it gets broken up because the the Brotherhood teleports away, teleports away and Shield bops in. Um, but in the midst of the fight, we see Mesmero should pop up and um, grab Logan and take him somewhere. And has Nightcrawler teleport teleport themselves to almost death. I thought Mesmero was Brainiac just for a hot second. I know, I know, I did too. I was like, wait, why is Brainiac? Oh, wait, that's not. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, thank God, uh, uh, and I have a, had a character actually say, "Hey, you're Mesmero." I'm like, you sure that's not Brainiac? Yeah, right. I'm like, hmm. wow, that's a name I hadn't seen in a minute. But all right, sure. Exactly. Exactly. Run with it. But anyway, what we find out is Shield pops up. So Kitty's talking to uh, Steve Rogers. Uh, about what happened in the fight, and apparently some other stuff goes on in the, in the background because they're like, "Hey, you know what's going on here?" And it's like, "Yeah, this this is not the same uh, same group," because Kitty says, "Well, um, earthquake and, and pyro are not the same dude. Sounds different." And then they don't know she doesn't know why Magma's there. And then talking about pretty much all the, everybody in the group, and all the while Logan's got kidnapped, uh, being held by Mesmero, uh, but then he finally gets loose and starts wreaking havoc on that folk on that part. Um, they find Nightcrawler finally, and he tells what what happened. What you know, he kind of tells, them, "Hey, Ms. Merle's here," and whatnot. And um, that those fastball special because apparently Guggenheim just kind of throwing out all the <laughs> all the uh, recognition. You know, listen, Guggenheim was pulling out all the callbacks to the night. Pretty much because there's even a cameo in here, and I think there's there's the same character that had a cameo in the first issue, and it's one of those really bad X Men villains um, that came up. Um, I'm going to ring the uh, the spoiler alarm, rechristen, rechristen it the spoiler alarm. The trouble alert. Exactly. Uh, the executioner appears for a page. I'm like, oh, this guy? So, um, yeah, we're definitely going way back into the 90s. Yeah. Um, so I think I was pretty much, there was something I was going to bring up, but I can't remember. Oh, yeah, well, and the fact that, you know, like I said, oh, there, and then there's some, Speaking of callbacks to like the nineties or whatnot, there's a there's a, a lady that's going around talking about deportation of mutants and um Yeah, I'm glad you brought this up. Yeah. And so that whole thing is is, is a thing with them. And then like so there was a quiet moment with um Kitty trying to find out where, you know, where the brotherhood is and Logan is and her and Peter's talking. And it's like, yeah, there's a lady on TV talking about um talking about deportation of mutants and I thought and people are starting to get worried and that's not other. So I'm like, Well, okay, we yeah. We've seen this before, so we know where this is kind of going. I was like, Timmy, you want to discuss what uh, Dirt's comments were on this? Yeah. I can. I'm not muted, right? Yeah. No. No, we're all chipping. Go ahead. Uh, let's see. Go up to Doug said, mutant deportation. That doesn't even make sense. This is so stupid. 
Guggenheim <laughs> wanted to make a statement, and he did, but not the one he thought he was making. Not sure I, I thought the. I thought that I thought the, the neat twist on this was that uh, the character actually comes out and says, "Why are all these super people here in the United States, and we have right. to put the bill?" I thought I kind of got a kick out of that one. It's like mm. you know what? That's actually not a bad point. <laughs> yeah, there, there is that. I'm like, mm, that, she's yeah, she was onto something there. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is familiar ground. Yeah, seriously, seriously. Yeah, as Matt Wayne, uh, I couldn't remember the dude's name, but yeah, that was Mask. But he's a he's a Morlock. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. That is mask. Um, uh, what should we call it? Uh, oh yeah, there's also there's also, and I'm guessing this is going to come up because, like, as her as uh, Kitty and Cat was talking about the the brotherhood, and they were talking about the different ones. Even and even Kitty mentioned something earlier while doing a fight. And it was like you're new, talking about the green dude on the cover. That, that that's, that's uh, next to Logan. Oh yeah, the type. Yeah, it doesn't seem like we know or they know who that is. Yeah, they haven't uh, had time to. Uh... Uh, introduce random beast exactly random pretty much random dinosaur looking guy and you know what you say that because i almost thought it was sauron for a quick second oh, no. they would have known him yeah he's not a flying guy so they, exactly so, yeah. wait well, i thought he well, yeah wings but yeah, he didn't I'm, right and he was more of a psychic i'm gonna read off go ahead i'm gonna read off the remaining books for pc and dirt all right uh infamous iron man number seven the latest issue of fantastic four is pretty good but again, Bendis focuses on conversation and skips the action we'd like to see. Weapon X number two. Somewhere there's a warehouse full of Munich killing robots. Some look like people. Apparently some look like horses. Are they cows? Pigs? Ducks? I'm sorry. Honestly, I'm more entertained with this idea than the rest of the story. Oh, gosh. Old Man Logan 22. Jeff Lemire wouldn't take us through Logan's history if he didn't have a reason, but from this vantage point, I just don't see the destination. And finally, WWE number four, still more entertaining than this week's Monday Night Raw. Oh, man. That's harsh. (laughs) Paul Bearer, nice. That is harsh. All right. Okay, so I think we have gotten to the end of our books for the week, right? Uh, Well, I guess we're rapid fire, or are we? Or we just I think we're, yeah. well, we're well in rapid fire now, yeah. Okay. Because uh, Tim just read off all of uh, Dirt's remaining books. Sure. Oops. All right. Well, that being the case, um, what we got? What we got? What we got? No, 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 no. So real quick, let me find it. Let me find it. Let me find it. Occupy Avengers number six. The team is still in the small town. They're trying to fight. Who's at first seemed to be bounty hunters, alien bounty hunters, uh, going after this town full of scrolls who are, who are just hiding out, trying to have a, have a life. A uh, bunch of people get, well, a bunch of scrolls get killed. The team kind of goes into the action. Uh, the newest, I guess, member of the team wheels, uh, is in the bank, the, 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 what I want to call the battle van, which starts talking, which, and so now they start, and there's even a Knight Rider, um, reference made by the character as they start to, um, uh, bring themselves together because apparently the the, the band has the band has some kind of AI to it, uh, but it, some of its functions are not working. So it it um, connects itself to wheels, and now they're you know, they kind of go through the whole book trying to um, connect to each other. And it, and it says something about and being that wheels is in a a, uh, a uh, wheelchair. You know the thing says something like, "Well, I, you can't access. I can't uh, access my legs part because you, you don't have access to yours." But we're going to fix that. So, it sounds like this thing's going to transform. So, this is going to be a transforming battle van. 
Meanwhile, the rest of the team is kind of, you know, one, you know, Hawkeye and them's pinned down. Tills is kind of having fun, killing folk, you know, killing these scrolls. And then what we find out at the end of this issue is not only, um, well, the, the, the people that are going after these scrolls are not Cree as uh, initially thought, but it's a pretty much a scroll kill crew led by Super Scroll. So, and, and at the end of the issue, we see the, you know, the Super Scroll kind of raise up his fist and does what it does when it shows itself. And, uh, that's it until next issue. Let's see. And that's it until we get to. Uh, that's it until we talk about um, clicks of the week. Yes. All right. So, I guess you've got a click of the week that we have not yet discussed. We have not. No. All righty. So let's uh, let's do clicks of the week. Uh, where is the drum roll, please? Oh, that is not a drum roll. That is a that is a punchline drum. Let us rename that at some point, people. Um, all right. And hopefully y'all are putting it into the thing because I can't I can't uh, access. The- I've added different ones. Okay, it's the agent seventies. Yeah, because I guess that mine is the last one to be determined, and I am going to go with. You know what, Black Panther thirteen was good this week. Yes, it was. But I have to almost always go with what I enjoyed reading the most, and the Flash twenty one was good, but I enjoyed Mighty Thor number eighteen more. So I'm going to go with Mighty Thor number eight for my click of the week this week. But shout out to PCN underscore dirt. I definitely see why you thought that Flash 21 was a definite candidate for click of the week. I as well chose Mighty Thor number 18. Cool. Right on. Right on. PCN dirt did Which choose is? the Flash 21. Who's that? PCN underscore dirt chose the Flash 21. Right. Uh, should have kept this up. There's that. And last but not least, now normally uh, I would be the last one to um, <clears throat> to to weigh in on it because I would usually be the last one to, to think about what the click of the week is, but I put mine in like when I right when I finished reading it earlier today, so this was kind of a no-brainer for me. And that was Ultimates 2, number 6. I loved the hell out of this issue for no apparent reason. Well, actually for apparent reasons. Because, so, the... Um, the fight with the troubleshooters ended because uh, Vodstow, okay, um, because Vodstow, who was working for some cosmic in- entity, um, kind of showed himself, and the team was fighting them, and um, <laughs> it, it, um, which led the team of the troubleshooters and the Ultimates to kind of come together to fight them. Uh, but before that, we see a fusing, almost Dragon Ball Z style. Of Blue Marvel, Blue Marvel, and um, Spectrum into one more powerful being, who also even gets the Omega symbols on on their hands, which is seemingly sounds like a callback to Infinity and uh, and all that kind of stuff. But we don't know because there was a couple of things that kind of came out, including uh, what seems to be the backstory of the the big bad in the series as of right now, at the big cosmic bad in the um, in this issue. Uh, we also find out that the troubleshooters, who are folks made up of offshoots of uh, new universe characters, they learned how to uh, they, they 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 learned that they could tap into Cyforce, and they made Cyhawk, which made me happy to no freaking end. Um, and and there was um you know there was calls to callbacks to Emmett Proudstar, who if anybody who knows the uh, new universe uh, lore. Was the one that found X Four? I mean, I guess for Cyforce and put them all together. 
So yeah, I got a, I got a, a a response to um to to that the people who remember all the new universe stuff. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear that. Well, no, I didn't hear anything. That was crickets. It's too quiet. I, I have it maxed out. I you know to- what? The, the silence worked just as well because exactly. I recognize there aren't that many people you know, outside of a certain vintage who would recognize the universe, new universe stuff. But as a fan of some of that stuff and someone who's been wanting them to do more of, put more of that stuff, blend more of that stuff into the Marvel U um, since Infinity mm-hmm. when they brought all that stuff in, like I said, this made me happy now granted yeah we there are some people from the universe we don't see but the fact of what they did here you know like i said made me so so very happy um and and now it looks like the troubleshooters and the ultimates are um are, are going to be allied for a little bit because at the end of the fight oh well excuse me before the end of the fight so connor sims who was already beat up and badly hurt um got a little injection of energy from from Monica uh, from Monica Marble, whatever I don't know what you, what you would call the pairing of uh, blue blue spectrum. There you go. Okay. Uh, <laughs> got a got an energy got a energy injection from them who used it to infuse Galactus, who had turned back to a more primal version of his former self, uh, thanks to this cosmic energy uh, entity who was against him, and got his life bringing part uh, powers back. And then he ate Rotsvile. So that's something. And then like I said, at the end of the issue, we see um, the Ultimates kind of, weirdly enough, in, in, in another DBZ type of situation. So we see them talking at the end, and Galaxus is like, now I have to go and rest, and you guys need to train up too, because uh, I'm weak, and we've got a big fight ahead of us coming. So Galactus goes off, and then America's like, all right, well, you guys need to train, and I'm, in, I'm going to college, you know, which basically you know, calls back to America number one is and what she's doing there. So now we kind of get the reason why she's going to college because she doesn't necessarily say there. We just know that she's doing it. So we get that and we get them saying like, like and and uh, the ultimates are now falling under Alpha Flight. So now they're based at um, uh, Alpha Flight Station out in space and okay. and no issues from uh, from the troubleshooters because like I said, they are now allied. So like I said. I love this issue because of mainly because of the the, the new universe callbacks and I, and I want to see more and it was great and the art and the the, the story and the stuff was actually pretty good because when they formed which if you follow CB Cap you will see this I just didn't put it out there because if you give people at least a day to read it or whatever the case may be you will see uh, a couple of uh, panels from this issue and it'll be great so yes alrighty so uh, for anyone following on the uh, the live stream video. Uh, version of the Compo Chronicles. Um, our own Tim D O double G nine eight had to step away because he does uh, have to. Uh, let's put it this way: get up on the early side. Yes, he's got a mission in the morning. So, so, um, so but thankfully he has uh, uh, finished out the review section of the show, and we're going to do an ad before we transition. Our first ad read of the night is. Uh, about Skull Candy. So let me tell you about Skull Candy. Skull Candy makes the best headphones, earbuds, and gaming headsets, all with lifetime warranties. Skull Candy produces many types of audio accessories, including headphones, sports earbuds, Xbox gaming headsets, PlayStation gaming headsets, DJ headphones, iPod headphones, and MP3 headphones. And now, for the listeners of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles, Skull Candy offers free standard shipping on your order. 
To help keep our podcast free, order from Skull Candy by going to cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then click on the Keep Our Podcast Free link. Click on the Skull Candy banner and then shop for high quality audio accessories with free standard shipping. Skull Candy Audio through cspn.us. Do it today. And now we transition to the news, and there is a sound effect I've been meaning to try out. I still like the, 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 the new sound effect a little bit better, but <laughs> Which it's one? in there, but don't worry about it right now. What, the news one? Yeah. No, I, this yeah. one. Yeah. I plan on using the, uh, the Batman transition to, you know, whenever there's a transition, even in mid, uh, mid-segment. I see. So I just wanted to, you know, kind of like if we were going to go from Batman, uh, DC to Marvel, or just you know turn on a dime sometimes. So mm. the the one thing you have done though is planted the the Batman theme in people's minds. So all you hear is sorry. I'm going to get some more Marvel in here, and believe it or not, I'm going to do my best to get some Battle of the Planets in here, people. <laughs> you know it, Americanized. Uh, what you call Americanized? Gotcha, man. Yes, indeed. So. All right, let us pull up the, the news, and we can get rolling on this segment of the show. Gotcha, man. Gotcha, man. Exactly. All right. So um, our first story of the week is uh, Marvel's cosmic hero Adam Warlock will appear in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. And this character was strongly hinted to be in Galaxy Guardians of the Galaxy number 2. And I believe we saw the cocoon um, in one when we, yeah. when they visited the collector. Exactly. I was about to say it may not have been the cocoon, but it definitely you know was strongly hinted because right. of, it looked uh, it was the cocoon for him, mm-hmm. um, Adam Warlock. Yep. And we already know Aisha slash her is going to be in two, so right. Kind of makes sense that this would have happened somewhere. Even though this is kind of a deep cut for for newer fans because you know. Those who want to know the movie, the, the the movie Guardians, probably don't know too much about e- even with the annihilation stuff. Probably don't know that much about the Guardians to know who this was. You know, what's funny is that um, a lot of the, uh, the annihilation stuff and and some of the the, the Abnet and landing uh, cosmic stuff that's that's kind of old now. Like, believe it or not, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, actually, you know, uh, not that recent anymore. So mm-hmm. that is true, and I still have yet to read all of that, but I will. You know. Definitely should. You definitely should. Yeah, like there's a lot to go through because there was like because see that was don't so the whole thing with that was like because there was like something leading up to the annihilation, then there was annihilation, and then there was like three or four other events, cosmic events past that, including like War of Kings or whatever the case may be. Right. It's like oh wow, it's a lot. It's funny that Marvel tried to jump on because annihilation brought Marvel a lot of great press and mm-hmm. reinvigorate, reinvigorated the, the the cosmic line of Marvel comics. They even tried to, uh, like I said, or like you mentioned, um, with the War of Kings, um, they tried to involve some X characters in there too, mm-hmm. you know, just to try to uh, try to uh, jump on that bandwagon. So, yeah. All uh, right, next up. Do you really want to go into the spoilers? This is, I think, pretty big. Uh, actually, uh, no, no, oh, oh, yeah, I just mentioned it. So, but yeah, you can go ahead and do that. Actually, and I kind of mentioned it last week. So this is right. If anybody paying attention to that, so Kevin Feige and James Gunn explain Stallone's secret MCU team. I'm not going to go too far in it, but we do know that Stallone's playing uh, Stalker Ogard, aka Star Starhawk, uh, and apparently it seems like there's going to be some other uh, folks uh, that's going to cameo 
also from the same line that um, Star Starhawk. Keep want to say Star Lord, uh, but that's makes sense in this case, I guess. Starhawk. Um, and granted, again, this is like I was just saying. People are not going to know this particular like they don't know who this character. I'm sure because they're. they're this they're is the OG adapting. Guardians, so yeah, therefore they're adapting, right? They're also adapting these characters um, into this um, mo- uh, different MCU universe, which is different exactly. from the Marvel Comics universe that uh, exists currently. So, right, and rumor has it, Volume Three sound like it's going to sh- shake up the team as we know it now. Right. So, and also kind of plays into the the the, the uh, Guardians of the the Annihilation because the team then changed like almost every other month, <laughs> if right. I remember correctly. So anyway. All right, so our next story is, uh, did Zoe Saldana leak a spoiler for Avengers 4? Again, with the spoiler alarm. I like that. Um, <laughs> it's growing on me. Um, so the title, is, the title of Avengers 4 is a spoiler for Avengers Infinity War. Presumably, but yeah. And, and, and apparently, um, uh, 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 Zoe Saldana during press for uh, Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Volume Two let it drop that uh, there's a certain term uh, that she that, that that she used to refer to the uh, the Avengers film, and a lot of people are speculating that it's uh, a hint as to the title. And uh, so, what big deal? You know what I mean? But, well, but and the the other thing is, as this article says, like if it is referring to if what she says is referring to, it's not that big of a spoiler because you are going to see this item or whatever the case in Infinity War. And you've seen it before in, in, in the Divinity. Well, actually, you kind of have it. You may have seen it yeah, one time. Not, not, not constituted the way I... Uh, in, in one of the... I know they should... I know this item was kind of shown in, at, at the end of... Um, yep. Wait, what was the last movie? Thor Dark World. No, no. Was it Thor, 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 Thor Dark World? I yeah, thought it was like Doctor Strange. No, but Thor Dark World, they showed it at the end. Where, okay. If I'm not mistaken, you might be, you're probably right because it's been a while since I've seen that. But either way, this thing shows up then. So we, so if you've paid attention that much to these movies, you've seen it before, and and again, you'll see it in Infinity War. So I don't think it's that big of a, a spoiler. But eh, who knows? Who knows? I was about to say the Marvel snipers haven't taken out Zoe Saldana, so and, and she couldn't be and she could be completely wrong anyway. So because you know th- there's only gar- <laughs> so much guarantee as how much he's given privy to. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. All right. So. So in terms of uh, more movie news, the next X-Men film is officially titled, we're not spoiling anything, Dark Phoenix. Nope. Yeah, no, yeah, it's out there. So. so which means along with New Mutants and Deadpool 2, you know, and it sounds like this is coming possibly next year. All right. Um, yeah, I don't know how to feel about that because I'm thinking of X-Men 2 and 3 movies where they kind of, I'm a little, I guess a little bit, yeah. they, they kind that. of shorned it in there and I'm like, well, granted, this is not going to be that, but... So, um, uh, General Zod joins Supergirl, played by a Smallville and uh, Man of Steel alum, because you know how DC rolls on their on their TV front. Exactly. So, kneeling before Zod is going to appear in uh, Supergirl at some point. Oh, they have to do that. They have to do that. And the the person, the actor's name is Mark Gibbon, whom honestly I don't. You got I don't me. Know who that is? Yeah, you got me. I, like I finally seen Man of Steel, but I don't. I couldn't tell you who that is. Anywho. Uh, right. So, oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. What happened? Uh, what do we miss? I'm literally going on to the very next story. I know. I was reading something here. It doesn't matter. They just talk about how many, who's played Zod. In... Oh, in the past? Yeah. So let us move on. Oops. And of course, that gets me. So... All righty. In the meantime, for those of us who are uh, 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 just right. waiting for the next story, um, unfortunately, 
I hate to break this to all fans of Rosario Dawson. She is not going to appear in the Netflix Punisher series, which is not all that surprising, to be perfectly honest. Although she has been been, uh, uh, one of the primary uh, pieces of connective tissue between the various Netflix series, it does actually make a lot of sense that she does not appear in the Punisher series. Right. If anything, it's probably going to be Karen in that that series. I think that's, yeah, I was about to say, I think more of a bond. You know what I was going to say is I think that's already out there because there have been set photos right. of Karen Page being on set uh, uh, on the Punisher series. But yeah, no, it makes perfect sense that she and the the character of uh, um, uh, Claire Temple that she plays in this in in, in the Netflix series uh, does, wouldn't appear in this because it you know it, it wouldn't seem right that the Punisher would seek her out for help. Right, and so I was talking. I was uh, on a stream that I uh, usually do on Monday nights, and someone postulated that maybe Claire dies in the Defenders. Now there was, granted, it was I think it was speculation on that part. And as far as I know, they didn't have any anything. Which so which would mean that the Defenders came together to avenge or to defend. that one didn't seem very likely to me for for. A number of reasons, and outside of the fact that you know, I, I would hate if Claire died. Yeah, that would suck. Yes, but I don't, I don't think that was the case, and I could be wrong, and they could be right, and I don't know. But regardless, that was just a fan speculation. speculation. Yeah, fan yeah, it's just fan speculation. And we'll leave that right there. Right. Next. Oh, this is okay. This I got to do this one because this was I, I love this so much. Jessica Henwick teases Misty Knight calling Wing team up. I have still not seen Iron Fist yet. I don't, and I plan to. This news here makes me quite happy, and I want this so, so, so much. Okay. Um, because as a fan of Daughters of the Dragon and, and both characters. <laughs> We're clapping with you. Oh, stop it. Slow clap- We're slow clapping with you. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like sarcastic <laughs> clapping. Um, but anyway. So this is here- a applause. That's fake applause. Eh, sure. If you could like blend both of those together, we might have something. Yeah. But uh, so Henwick was talking to the Entertainment Weekly, and she she talks about it and says some things, and sounds like she would uh she would love for this to happen too. You know. All right, I would too. I want to see this. Give them a show, damn it. Okay, so the Sony animated Spider-Man movie release date has been pushed up. So um, it's been scheduled to release. Well, it's only a week early. Um, sure. Happens for God's sake, that's not a news story, <laughs> but anyway, so that's cool that they're moving it up a week. Mm. You got the next one. Hey, it's that news cycle, man. You got to get up on all of it, which is kind of his news because I mean, there are people looking forward to this one, and I kind of am too because people want to see Miles more than it's I'm a week, true. But <laughs> I mean, hey, it's not a first. actually, I don't think it's this, it has happened like that in a while where a movie has been pushed up uh, a week, but anyway. Uh, they, got, now, they got the they got the the, the animators at the uh, at the sweatshop uh, working overtime. <laughs> and, and I know it probably takes a little bit to get those out there, but you know I'm sure it doesn't take as much as a feature film. Um, if you are animated, you don't have to at me on that one. So you know, I, I recognize it takes a lot of work. Anyway, Gal Gadot filmed her Wonder Woman reshoots five months pregnant because she's Wonder Woman. Okay. Uh, at the same time, we all, we also know that Serena Williams was pregnant when she won the Australian um, Open recently. So, right. it is. Hey, you women got, got power. Exactly, got to do. You got to do what you got to do to to finish up the job, right? Exactly. And uh, there's been there's been not necessarily press, but Twitter flames about the fact that Wonder Woman hasn't been getting a whole lot of press from from uh, DC, and yet Suicide Squad got blown out. 
So there, that is kind of going on. Wait, what is the release date for Wonder Woman? Uh, June the something. I can't remember actually. Yeah, but then you would expect the press to be ramping up right around now. That's what I'm saying, but they haven't. Well, I, I, no, and that's not entirely true because like there have been movies that get hyped up well before the, the couple of months it comes out, and you know, like Suicide Squad or War, I think fits in that. Like Star Wars movies kind of get that sort of. Well, no, what I was going to say is I think Suicide Squad really benefited from having Will Smith, a very recognizable lead, to promote. Oh, shit. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> you don't think so? I mean, no. I mean, look, they were going to... The reason why... I think we can safe to say the reason why they promoted it so heavily was because that they needed to pay it, pay his ass and try to get their money back. Exactly. I think this movie could st- still stand to use a lot more press than it's getting. You think it's because of the female lead? That's that's speculation. That like I said, we don't we don't necessarily know what or what their plans are. But like I said, I've seen people comparing it to say like Guardians, you know, the Guardians marketing scheme, and they're kind of all that's over the place. With stuff. It is kind of fair. No, you know why it's not fair? You know why it's not fair is because yeah. Guardians already has cachet with uh you know with uh, with, with uh, the fans. True, but even the yeah. first one got a lot of press is way more press than the Wonder Woman is and, and more stuff uh more marketing behind it than Wonder Woman is now. So it still kind of applies. Well, we can agree to disagree because we don't yeah. have numbers in front of us, but I mean yeah, you can we can say yeah, we can't compare it to two because sure, yeah, two is already out, but one, no, nah, they blown they blew one out. And and they're blowing two out. So like I said, yeah, I don't we don't know, like I said, maybe they're ramping up to do something, but like I have one thing to say to about I have one thing to say to this and sure. a, a quote of the esteemed eclectic DC state oh, losing though. Yeah, and that is that is that is the statement that people are kind of saying. Some somebody and I don't say I would believe this, but somebody was like, They're sabotaging this movie. Nah, I don't necessarily not. agree with that, but that they're not making no themselves look and all look all that good with the way they're marketing or the lack of marketing on this. That makes no sense because she's an integral part wow. of the uh, Justice League movie, which is still on its way. You know, you know what? You say that, and while that might be true, but how uh, much more hype and build up do they do for Batman and Superman movies? A lot. Listen, we can go round and round on it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. I honestly really don't care to because DC stays losing. You know what I mean? Like, I agree. I mean, oh, we, we, yeah, that's we, my we, attitude we, on this. I'm just like, yeah. oh god, with DC, you know? Yeah, we agree on that. But I'm just, but I'm just saying what put all the time. And yeah, what the scuttlebutt is around around the interwebs. That's all I'm saying. You know, like, we, like, we, we agree. They, on the... I'm just like not that surprised, you know. And I, I don't want to belabor the point because at the end of the day, they just don't understand. Uh, you know, they they haven't found the right approach to any of their movies like how do they you know like what what kind of story do people want to see with these iconic characters how do we promote it who do we promote it to i don't know i'm like this you have fight is it you know right i'm like you have this ass-kicking woman who's a mainstay of your upcoming um justice league movie and and you know a lot of people want to see this movie prosper and there are a lot of fans and there are a lot of people who would go see in this movie given what it sets up you would want to put something behind it and I think there was some, I, I'm pretty sure, and this is the last point we can make because we can go on, but um, there was, some people were talking about, like, the Captain Marvel movie, like, they're, you see stuff about that now, and they haven't even, you know, done all kinds of stuff. They haven't done a whole lot with the movie, and that's still kind of ongoing, but you still see more about that than you have about Wonder Woman. I don't know. I think that's, I think that's yeah. missed history because we've seen a lot of Wonder Woman since, uh, whatchamacallit, since Batman versus Superman, so... <sighs> I don't know. Like I said, it, you know, uh, I would I would need to see numbers because I think I mean I'm talking about as far as marketing because yeah, yeah we've seen stuff because they have news about it. But exactly, I think that's a lot of conjecture. But yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. 
we are, we're, we're because we're part of the uh, the people looking for the news. We see it, so it's hard for us to compare. Right. Um, all but, right. So I wish we had some WWE people um, on the. Um, actually, no. Wait. I, I skipped a couple of stories because I yeah. want to get the hell away from Wonder Woman. <laughs> um, oh, the next Regal couple. Cinemas, yeah, Regal Cinemas unveils the ultimate Wonder Woman ticket. It's a gold ticket for a hundred bucks. It's a in the form of a steel card with oh, Wonder Woman right. logo on the front and the card holder's name inscribed on the back. All right, y'all could spend a hundred bucks on that. Yeah, really. I mean, well, so are you like? Let's just ask this point real quick. Uh, um, how? What's your? What's your level? What's your anticipation level on? Wonder Woman. Care, uh, don't care. Mm. No, I care, but I am tremendously skeptical that they're going to be able to do justice to this because of how, <laughs> because of how, no, I mean, I don't even really mean the pun because uh, look at how, uh, uh, how long it took me to catch up with Suicide Squad. And I finally watch it. <sighs> I finally watch it on HBO and I'm so underwhelmed that my, you know, my, my, uh, you know, any, any, any hope that I would have it's just, you know, it's, it, it's, it, it's, it's, it's hiding, you know, the hope is just, you know, it's hiding out and, you know, and that's up. right. And that's probably because as with Batman Superman, that one was kind of what it was and our expectations are low for, I'm going to, at least I can't speak for you, but our seems like our expectations for DC movies are pretty low in general. Well, yeah, exactly. They were, they were low before. Now they're really getting low. Yeah. I don't know, but the, the Wonder Woman, I can say for myself, the, the Wonder Woman one kind of gives me, some sort of hope because everything I've seen so far from it seems like they might be doing fairly decent with it. Again, you know, that's with what we've seen and we don't know how the actual theatrical release is going to have going to, you know, going to handle things and if it's going to pan out, but yeah, like suicide squad, okay, like, yeah, they tried to set that up in a, in a gardens type situation and whether it worked for them and it didn't, but all right. It is what it is. So let's move on. Anyway, I'm just curious about that. Uh, Sony's Masters of the Universe. I don't know where we should have had Dirt around. Well, yes. was, Dirt was around for this, but yes. Sony's Masters of the Universe lands 2019 release date. Dear God. I know. Um, you asked about that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if, exactly. He might be, be also, he, he also might be very, uh, 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 let's say, uh, very cautious in, in, in his optimism. We'll put it that way. Yeah, and well should be given the other turn of uh, cinematic masters of the universe that we got low so many years ago. Dear God. Um, Hundred. All right. So WWE wrestler The Miz wants to play DC's Booster Gold. Okay. Sure. Moving on. I know, right? I was about to say, I was about to say, uh, uh, I need to... um, uh, work on the. I, I do have a. I do have a particular sound effect in mind for. Uh, no, 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 no. Quickly, quickly moving to. Uh, quickly moving to stories after we've had a, a kind of a nonplussed story. You know, we, uh, after we've had a nonplussed uh, reaction to a story. Mm. I'm working on that for next week. Like a yeah. the week after, exactly. Don't worry about it. Well, I'll reveal it next week or the week after, depending on what our plans are for Guardians. Sure. Well, well yeah. Well, I think. Anyway, well, we'll talk about that. Um, we'll talk about it. We'll definitely talk about it. The Flash teases Savitar identity reveal in next episode. There was some spe- spe- speculation else to who this could be. I don't. I am not caught up with um, this. I'm not caught up with any of the the, the the Arrowverse shows. I'm like woefully behind. That's ridiculous. Agents of Shield is good, however. But there you go. So mm-hmm. hopefully, I'll be caught up by this next thing. I don't know if it's going to make any difference in that, but. All right, so I saw teases of this. I didn't have a chance to read this, so, and I'm being excited to read about this more. So 
An Unbreakable sequel has officially been announced as M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong's next film. <laughs> so apparently this is going to, this is not only going to be the sequel to Unbreakable, but it sounds like the sequel to Split, which just came out. It's a, it looks like it's like a, what I've read is a, a joint, right. either it's a joint, uh, whatchamacallit, it's a joint sequel where right. it, it incorporates both. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be weird. Now, Unbreakable, depending on the folks, so for folks who may or may not know, M. Night Shyamalan, that name comes come up with a bunch of bad movies of late, and he also did Avatar, which, wait, was that him? No. Yeah, no, no, he did do, he, he did the other Avatar, not the... Oh, the Avatar, Airbender the, mind, the Airbender. But the, the Airbender yeah, one, yes. Okay, I was about to say, I'm like, no, he did, no, yes, he did. No, no, yeah, he did that one, so... I argue his last good movie was probably Unbreakable, and I think that's the last M. Night movie that I've actually seen. <laughs> yeah, no, I think you're probably right on that. So, and and I think people have been wanting a, um, a sequel to Unbreakable, which I'm not sure if it whether, whether needed it or not, but they did set it up to where there could be more going on behind it, which is going to be weird because it is so far removed from that first one mm-hmm. at this point. I don't know, but I'm curious. Listen, uh, I think it's jumping on the superhero bandwagon to a certain extent. Right. Because it is, for those who don't know, it is kind of a superhero movie because it's Bruce Willis playing the dude who apparently couldn't get hurt and Samuel Jackson, who apparently was all hurt, right. um, playing his uh, nemesis throughout the, the course of the movie. Exactly. So I think uh, it's actually a, a pretty clever play on uh, Shyamalan's part to um, weave this and incorporate this earlier work. So. Matt Wang says Signs was pretty good. I've heard that, but I've never watched it, and I don't. Same. Actually, I took it back. I may have seen a, a scene or two because it was on HBO one time, but I don't. I, I never give it care. All right. right along. You got the next one. Sure. Star Wars Episode Nine will come out May twenty fourth, twenty nineteen, and I want this movie, which is weird because uh, Star Wars uh, proper movies have. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Yeah, that doesn't sound like clapping. No, it sounds like paper shuffling. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, do I have to let it play? Is that what it is? Maybe. Try it again. See what happens. You can't just cut it off. There we go. Okay, so I can't just use it as a quickie. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, May 24th, 2019. But like I was saying, usually Star Wars proper movies would come out in December. So this, or have been coming out in December for the most part. There might be a couple of them that, that um, well, Rogue One, if you, but that's not, that's like an anthology movie, technically. So I'm talking like numbered Star Wars ones. Right. Well, it's interesting that they're definitely they're definitely targeting the Memorial Day weekend. Right. And I might be wrong about that, but I can't think of any that that was not that has not come out in December. Right. Recent. I think the more recent. Yeah, I was about to say the more recent uh, uh, movies have all come out in the winter. Right. But they're definitely targeting uh, Memorial Day weekend on that, and that's probably um, in conjunction with scheduling uh, their movies alongside the Marvel movies. Oh wait! It says here the first six Star Wars movies were also released oh, in the summer. Okay, so this it's could be returned to that schedule. Yeah, I was about to say it's all the recent ones that, that right. Which I don't remember. Well, say I remember seeing the first three in the theater. I don't remember when it was. So that couldn't being be, the case, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. All righty. So no. Riverdale cast Veronica's dad, Hiram Lodge, for season two. Okay. Sure. I mean, from what I understand, he's been talked up. So that's Kelly Ripa's husband. Uh, is it? Yes, it is. Yes, it you is. You are correct. Mark Consuelos. I I, you know, I don't know why <laughs> I know that. I think it's because I, I've watched a couple of episodes with her and Michael Strahan. Sure. Know, from her New York Giants. Yeah, that's that's fair. And actually, I think I knew it from the same way because, yeah, I used to watch Region, whatever, or used to watch it every now and then. So, sure. There you so go. There you go. Um, Amazon's The Tick lands official release date. And to that oh! we say... 
Um, so apparently from something, the show will premiere on August 25th, 2017. Um, yeah, there was looks like a teaser video that happened and it had the numbers 82517 on the chest or something. I, I don't know how to feel about that one, honestly. <sighs> let's see, let's just see what happens because we can't have any expectations at this point. Sure. So, all right. And some sad news to report. Uh, the, Is it? well, it's always sad when something gets, you know, pulled so True. powerless is probably canceled after nbc pulls episodes right now this is coming from sci-fi uk but there's no reason to believe that that's not because we don't know the numbers for powerless in it i don't know right i've heard too many people talking about it not that it means anything but yeah i don't know yep, 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 yep. all so right oh and since it's your turn you get to talk about um the flagship of um uh, uh actually no is it part of it because it's a crossover Oh uh, yes, the, the, flagship. The, the crown jewel of the, the, crown the, jewel. the Hasbro universe. Yes, <laughs> indeed. In comic news, this is funny. Um, and actually, I'm going to try to try to get ahead of some stuff real quick. And I just did things out of order, so never mind. Hasbro crossover first strike aims to destroy all the Transformers. So yeah, oh, there's going to be yeah. uh, there's going to be another event um, coming because technically, well, Revolution was the, the big event that kind of started all that stuff. Um, and now we have another one and okay, that's it. Yeah. Moving on. Um, Marvel has set, uh, all-star creative teams for the 10 issue generations event. So, uh, Marvel broke news that, uh, the generations event is going to be a 10 issue maxi series featuring 10 different team ups between original Marvel heroes and their legacy counterparts. And they're setting up, uh, uh, all-star creative teams to, uh, write and draw and color the stories so um it's cool to see um you know what they're setting up it's great that uh, a lot of the character a lot of the creators who are associated with these characters are on board with um the generations issues such as uh, greg pock for the hulk um the hulks um uh uh not so keen on nick spencer with captain america's you know but uh you know what it is <laughs> Oh, come and, on. Jason Aaron with Thor's. God help yeah. us if we could get Walt Simonson to come on board just for a second. Well, hey, you know, we don't know. There might be something. That we can only hope. But yeah, yeah. along those lines, that's what, uh, that's what uh, Marvel announced, and that's pretty cool. Um, you know, it's, it sucks that it's kind of the, you know, a maxi-series event that, you know, I guess it could lead into the, uh, the, the, the reboot of the Marvel Universe, but we'll see. But yeah, this is pretty much going into the legacy stuff also because this is uh the event that happens before uh the the the, the legacy stuff. So, yeah. So unsurprisingly, no um Ant-Man or Wasp. <laughs> not to say that because Hank Pym is not the same person that he was. Yeah, I was about to say. Anyway, but okay. And they wouldn't have they, they wouldn't have done it with Scott, but you know, there's a couple of levels. But either way, that was whatever. Um next up, I believe that's me. Is full details for DC's new dark matter line. So I think is this the stuff coming out of metal or whatever the hell it's gonna be? Yeah, or was metal like a cold metal. word? No, no, metal because uh, we all know what it's about, right? Like this whole. Hey, it's Ryan with some Captain America news and some spoilers Whoa. for Secret Empire. Did you hear that? I did. That was scary. Different. I thought yeah. autoplay. Yeah, don't you hate that? Stupid. Anyway, sorry about that. that. Sorry about that, people. That's all good. So yeah, so there's a new uh, Dark Matter is a new uh, imprint under DC, uh, headed by John Romita Jr. Is that correct, or was he the one talking about it? John Romita Jr. is the artist on the Silencer. Yeah, 
Okay. So anyway, yeah. So that so we've got a new imprint coming, and there's some new uh, books coming from that imprint because we don't have uh, enough from DC as it is. Yeah, I think this is DC's attempt to uh, flood their share of the market. And yet, where's that milestone imprint that was supposed to come back? Uh, uh. I heard nothing from it. All right. But yet, yeah, anyway, let's, let's right. not even so, talk about that too much more. So next we have Marvel reveals Captain America was always evil. Come on, we knew this. Man, I'm so glad you got this one. This is not a big freaking deal, people. And this was a stupid website I just clicked on that had an autoplay video. Screen mm-hmm. ran. You know where you can stick it. Uh, yeah. Because... Indeed. Let's let, let let's be real here. This is not a case of Captain America always being evil. This is a case of COVID going back and creating a reality or rewriting reality so that Captain America was always evil. You, Moving on. Uh, are you sure? Or you just want to? I know you're Cap Love and, I, and you hold him close to your vest, but this is revisionist just... history, people. <laughs> let us um, not let us not re- let us not uh, let us not fail to recognize a retcon when we see it. I'm gonna stop messing with you now. <laughs> not, let, uh, let us not start. No, because I'm trying to. I'm, what I'm trying to do is help inform the uninformed masses that mm-hmm. this is actually a retcon. People, uh, I personally think like this is probably Marvel's biggest, biggest, and best troll to date. Uh, but and I've talked about that elsewhere, so I don't need to sure. talk about that here. But I, I find this highly amusing. So anyway, moving on. Uh, Marvel Secret Empire uh, free comic book day shocker leaks. I have not read this article, so spoiler not spoiler alert, but um, yeah, we're not talking scene. about it. I was gonna say we're yeah. not talking about it because I don't want to be spoiled. Yeah, and that's the, the other reason why I didn't actually read it. But I figured, hey, guess what? It's out there, folks. So be careful. It's another week. It's another week. Y'all can be patient for another week. Right. Oh, that's right. Because uh, free comic book day is next next week. Next week. Holy hell! Yep, it yeah. is coming up, people. So it's Got a good it. thing that we're talking about this now because of what may or may not happen with our show next week. This is true. Yes, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta remember that because last week, last year, I kind of missed out on some a couple of things. Alrighty. So, um, in honor of its legacy heroes, the Summer of the Generations, Marvel is going to launch a new initiative that showcases its most popular characters and new storylines, and returns to the original numbering for a lot of their titles. And that's pretty crazy because, for God's sake, who's going to want to read uh, X Men number seven hundred and fifty four? Seriously? Actually, well, see, yeah, and that's a whole other thing where Marvel's doing some craziness because, okay, they're going, okay, maybe I shouldn't be showing that part, but um, luckily I don't have anything bad on here, but I'm trying to bring something up. Uh, but yeah, the whole, and I wonder how long this is going to last because I feel like they've done this before and then gone back on it after a little while. Um, I don't know, and I wish I still had this link that I was looking for, and I should have put it in here earlier. Because what I'm, what I wanted to bring up was the fact that uh, there is a free thing that is out uh, at your local comic store and on Comicsology that uh, talks about the Marvel reading chronologic chronologically. Oh, you mean this thing? Chronology. You mean this thing? That thing that Agent Seventy has is in right. hand. Right. So it's the free, all new, all different Marvel reading chronology. So. Flipping through this, it's um, it kind of it's a guide for all the major titles. Really, it looks like just looks like a set of solicits. Yeah, it it, it basically is just a, uh, uh, looking at the sequences. You know, basically, if you walk into uh, your local Barnes and Nobles or surfing on Comicsology and are looking at trades to collect, uh, to and where to get started, this is that's probably what this is best for. Yeah. So, but so if you are interested, you can go check that out. Like I said, it, it is free on uh, Comicsology or any local comic book store in it. It doesn't necessarily give a whole lot of 
history behind it is just like, okay, hey, you you want to start with with the stuff now? Check this book out. You know, that's and that then it just goes into you know flavor stuff that looks like solicited text. So I'm like, I, they could have done a little bit better on that. But regardless, it's a free giveaway to help you know to help people get their reading organized. That's really yeah. Great. And I guess we shouldn't have expected a whole lot. Yeah, so, no, I was about to say, I don't think, I don't think this is any different from any of the previous types of reading chronologies that they've uh, uh, issued before. Um, Matt, I still would have wanted a, a, an updated uh, history of the handbook of the Marvel Universe. That's just me. They're doing that stuff online, unfortunately. I know. They went away from um, issuing the, the printed ones. I, I actually was looking at uh, the updates that they issued, and I saw how, how long ago that was. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's been a long time since they did that. But like a, something like this in that form would have been... No, yeah, I was about to say, but this is free. I know. Well, could they could have... I mean, come on. Like Marvel doesn't have the money to do that. I, I realize that is also manpower and, and hours and stuff. Like, and they got a lot of those things in the fire. But just like that, what you're thinking? Sure. So I just wanted to mention that Matt Wang uh, chimed in on Twitter <laughs> about uh, uh, Roddy Cat's um, uh, uh, passionate plea for a, uh, a milestone imprint at TC and whether or not we're excited about this new TC imprint. Um, I honestly, I'm on plus by it. I look at it because obviously we are in the, we are in the business of reviewing comics. So we're going to have to take at least a look at, you know, some of the opening issues. Yeah. Like, and for me, I had, there aren't many DC, um, like unless they're big ones. And even then I don't look at them all that thoroughly. Like, like it's just like I said earlier with the button, I haven't really been paying that much of the, the attention to sure. that many DC uh, events. I'm just tired of events period. Realistically. Sure. Yeah. But these are new series. So I don't know if, uh, you know, we're going to have to be bogged down in a big crossover right away, but you never know. Well, true. But, and yeah, and like I said, an imprint, you know, uh, another new imprint from a company that just started imprint. That's, that's from, yeah, that's, I could probably talk about that. I don't really care that much. So just, we'll just move on next to uh, kind of a related story. Marvel legacy does not hinge on a major character death. Uh, Faith and Bagora, you gotta be kidding me. You know what I'm saying? I did. It's getting late. We, we, we're, <laughs> we're getting, we're, you know, we're, we're pulling out all the stops here, people. Sure, sure. Um, Which this is good information to know. I mean, I don't think, as far as I know, I don't think anybody was kind of looking towards that. Maybe there were some people was. I don't, I don't know. All right, right. Hey, good to know. And of course, that was uh, written by our man Tim. So, uh, slots, Spider-Man, prepare oh, for you. Were you sliding? Were you shouting out? Uh, our own Tim D O W G nine eight writing on what website? Uh, CBR. Now, on CBR. So uh, make yeah, sure to pay him. We don't need to go yeah. that far. <laughs> <laughs> we just trying to help him out. Yeah, no doubt. Um, go read the stuff, folks. Slot Spider Man prepares for Norman Osborn and the Superior Octopus because clearly you didn't see this one coming. Mm-hmm. Well, they've been teasing that, so yeah, it's 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 an, it's nice that they're uh, leading up to that. Yeah. Uh, Disney's DuckTales entangled the series comic books coming this summer. Hey, you forgot uh, something. Where? Ooh. Oh, you mean the sound effect? Uh, yes. We're just trying to get through the news now, man. <laughs> but hey, you can't you can't mention DuckTales and not say the say the line. Come on. Yeah. Woo. All right. <laughs> All right. So, Titans and Young Justice series two appear. You know what? This should have been in cinematic. Why did I put this here? Um. Yeah, anyway, uh, so yeah, the, the Titans live-action series and the, the Young Justice series 3 is going to be on DC's new digital service. This should have been in cinematic news. I apologize for that, but whatever. Um, 
apparently breaking news according to Matt Wang, uh, as it, uh, and take this for what it is, it is from Matt Wang. <laughs> she, generations will have a major character death in it. Say goodbye to, and I'm going to ring the spoiler alarm now. Kaiju. Oh no! None other than, was that right? Oh. No, none other than Stingray. <laughs> as, 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 historically speaking, Matt Wayne loves some 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 Stingray. <laughs> All righty. So but yeah, so okay, I don't know what to think about this because like the, the, the this whole DC um this whole DC thing. I'm like, I don't know if that's going to be enough to to get me to. Who am I kidding? I probably will because yeah, I want to see. Watch it. You know, we'll see. See. Exactly. But hiding behind a hiding behind a paywall, yeah. which maybe. Now that I think about it, especially for the Young Justice stuff, maybe this is the only way they could get that done. And, right, and maybe, to make it profitable. Yeah. yeah. So I guess you got to do what you got to do, but at the same time... Yeah. You know what's funny? Really quickly, really, really quickly. What yeah. I think we, we, we have to understand is that um, these cartoons that are produced, if they're not pushing a toy line, it's hard for them to keep making them. You know, what mm. are they promoting? What are they pushing? So if there isn't a, a, a concurrent toy line coming out then uh, they lose all, impi- all, all, all reason to, uh, to keep putting out the cartoon. So, you know, I hate to, you know, I hate to be as blunt to, uh, about it as that, but that's pretty much what it is. Right. You know? Speaking of toy lines, real quick, just, just a quick side. I was in Walmart the other day, and I saw some Fast and Furious toys, and I'm like, yes. wait, is this an actual thing? Yes, no, it's been out there for a while. It's been out there huh. since, um, since, I believe, seven. When, really? seven came, when seven came out, they put out they they put out far more licensed Fast and Furious uh, cars. Mm. Yeah, because I took pictures of it. I meant to tweet it out, but I was like, "Where really?" Oh no, it's not a new. Yeah, it's not a new thing because yeah. you've actually seen. I've actually seen the packaging change. So right, you know, okay, they, so, so this stuff is just new for eight, basically. Exactly, exactly. exactly. So That's like, if you go to weird. go to Toys R Us's that maybe have some older stock. You'll see that the the boxes, the packaging for some of the cars are different because that's the stuff that was still hanging around from seven. How much of it do you have? I don't have any of it because I'm trying to figure out which one I want. Gotcha. And what scale I wanted at because that's the important thing. Sure, sure, sure. Moving right along. Oh, I'm so I'm 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 combining these two together. This is so freaking awesome. Yes, I'm yes, a yes. fan of the series. Marvel yes. vs. Capcom Infinite re- uh, uh, has received a release date and new characters have been revealed. The release date for the game is September 19th for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Yes. Um, they put out a great gameplay trailer. That's and another official awesome. trailer also. Yeah. That's freaking awesome. Now, I, I read some Scuttlebutt online, and I hate to bring up Scuttlebutt online. <laughs> this gets back to what we were talking about with Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. But apparently, it's been confirmed. Has it been confirmed that there are no X-Men characters in this? I don't think that has been confirmed. Okay. I, can't, I can't say one way or another, right. but I haven't heard anything about that. Right. I'm willing to give this a wait-and-see approach because you know it's, it would suck to not have X-Men characters in this. But um, I mean, I, let's put it this way. I would not be surprised, even though the X-Men characters have shown up in previous ones. Exactly. But, but at the end of the day, I'm still going to get it. Yeah, and I mean, granted, we have, we also don't have any fans that for people, which granted there wasn't much of that going along uh, right. in the series anyway. I think the right. thing probably was the... No, 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 no. I don't no. even think the thing appeared. I think he might. One of them, I feel like, did. Like, it it might have been Sue or somebody, or Mr. Fantastic One. I think one of them did. Uh, or, uh, but anyway, regardless, none of them are probably going to be in this one now. I think right. we can we feel safe about saying so, that. Yeah, but, I'm yes. jazzed about this. Um, oh, I my. don't have a PS4. I do not have an Xbox One. I do have a PC, but it's not capable of playing this. Mm-hmm. So, but um, if you said you were going to get a PS4 to yes, play this. Exactly right. exactly right. I may get a PS4 to play Injustice first, but... Okay. Um, Injustice 2 first, but I'm mm-hmm. but if I didn't do that, I would definitely get it for this. Right, because yeah, Injustice is coming out next month and that's gonna be great. Well, and I actually I, let me rephrase, let me back that up. Let me back that up. 
it's going to be great to see that game come out. I don't know how good it's actually going to be, but if it's if it is, is any good, if it's as good as the last one, it's going to be good. There you I'll go. Because I don't I don't want to make these. <laughs> I hate being over the hype for something and get this this one later, but you know, try to get metered about the stuff like this. But yeah, I I, I feel like it's going to be decent. But yeah, so those are the, there are those, and uh, like I said, we are in anticipation. I Same time, um, by the way, um, I will say this: Marvel Heroes o- Omega is now in. Uh, beta on the PS4. You can buy, in, buy into it. I'm not sure how long the beta is going to last, and I'm not sure when it's going to be released uh, fully, but it is a basically free-to-play Marvel Heroes game. Well, Marvel Heroes is already free-to-play on the PC, but now they're bringing it to consoles, uh, so if you have a PS4 and want to check that out, go check that out. Alright, you want the next one? Sure. Well, so we just do this quick, because it ain't like we're going to Abu Dhabi. <laughs> I know, right? Um, yeah, I'm, 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 <laughs> well, you might. Not not me, and when they do, look, when they do Fast 10 and, and you're a part of the cast, and, and that's right. Go to <laughs> so, anyway, uh, Marvel, 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 Marvel uh, Warner Brothers Theme Park unveils its Gotham and Metropolis. Yeah, if anybody wants to sponsor us to go to Abu Dhabi to check this out, I happily go. So, yeah, there's a theme park that was announced and they got some stuff for it and got some pictures or some mock ups showing you what, uh, what could be there. Which is looks like it looks like this is something for a virtual world, which I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if they did something like that. In addition to this, uh, speaking of uh, Batman VRs out on PC, I believe quite soon. Anyway, next. So Sideshow reveals Tony Stark's Ultimate Iron Man armor from Spider-Man Homecoming. This has been teased in a lot of images recently, but we got our first real uh, look at it um, from the Sideshow Toys uh, promotional art. And uh, it is obviously uh, just a, an homage to the ultimate Iron Man armor because it still very much looks like the MCU Iron Man armor. Exactly. So I'm saying, like, yeah, probably a little bit more sleeker, but I'm like, you can skip the. I was say, you can skip the next story because we talked about it already. Oh yeah, sure. And that was about the Phoenix Force showing up in Thor, but um, Star Wars novel Lost Star is being adapted into a new online manga. So the novel uh, Lost Stars, which I have not read because I don't read too many of the Star Wars books, and there's been a couple of check out regardless is being adapted to a manga that I'm sure that'll go over quite well and is going to come out next Thursday. It seems. Okay. So star Wars fans get on that. And well, star Wars and manga fans get on that. Yeah, seriously. Speaking of star Wars fans, uh, in honor of star Wars 40th anniversary, Japanese jeweler Tanaka Kikin Zoku has revealed a 24 karat gold sculpture of Darth Vader. Going up for sale next week. Uh, it costs uh, $1.4 million. So they have some nice security around that because yeah, that's ridiculous. If y'all got some uh, spare change, go in and try to buy that. Yeah. Or some spray paint, some good glossy spray paint. You can, you you can do your helmet up real nicely like that. Um, yeah. Next, let's see. Oh, yeah. We've got a preview of. Um, the next Spider-Man, Spider-Gwen issue that introduces a frightening new villain. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so. All right. That. Frightening new villain it is. Yes. All right. And it's probably going to be the first, I, 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 can't, I don't know if this is for certain, may or may not be the first new villain in this universe. I don't know that for certain. I could be totally wrong. I probably am. So let's All move right. on. So in our penultimate story, um, some news that hit uh, my inbox today and various inboxes around the world. Um, New York Comic Con has announced uh, uh, 
a sale, a pre-sale date, a sale date for tickets um, to people who are fan verified. So if anyone out there needs to be fan verified, get on that now because the deadline is fast approaching. Um, and furious. Yes. And uh, for those of you who uh, are fan verified from last year or years or from last year, uh, you should have gotten an email. Make sure you follow that link and uh, you know do your best to get a ticket this year because it's going to be uh, pretty hectic. Um, it's kind of screwing up. Uh, it's kind of screwing up my uh, my my, uh, my my weekend this weekend for uh, dealing with it. But uh, what do you yes, guys? Tickets are going on sale this this weekend. Yep. And last, ah uh, yes, list of news. So a new convention is uh, going to be hitting the circuit next year, and that is Universal FanCon, which is uh, an inclusive uh, uh, fan-ran um, convention started by Black Girl Nerds and uh, I believe uh, Black Nerd Problems and a few bunch of other uh, folks in the uh, in the the scene. Like I said, they're they're looking to be um, all inclusive, and they already have guests already. And tickets just went on sale for its actually today. Excuse me, I was about to say something wrong. Uh, on today, so if you go to the Universal FanCon site, you can go check out the ticket sales right now. So um, they got VIP, they got regular tickets, they got forty tickets, and that's going to be next year at Baltimore Convention Center. I think I have already got a ticket, so I'm hoping to be able to go because which is weird for me to say, but nevertheless, you never know what happens between now and next year. So I'm looking to looking forward to look to uh, checking this out, see what's going on here. Cool. But and, yeah, so check that out and, if you care for it. And that uh, concludes our news segment. I wish we had a news outro. We have a news intro. All right. I wish we'd have made that so loud, but that was my fault. <laughs> oh, but I can mess with the vo- well. I can mess with uh, the. the about it. It's all good. I can uh, I can fix that for future episodes. Um, and in closing, let us do our final ad read of the night. I'm pulling up an ad for my comic shop. Today's podcast of the Click Nation's Compa Chronicles is sponsored by My Comic Shop. Go to cspn.us, then click on the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of the page. From there, click on the My Comic Shop banner and order from a vast selection of new releases, back issues, vintage classics, graphic novels, and more to be delivered right to your door. Why bother schlepping to the local comic book store when you can order your books online? My Comic Shop through cspn.us. Do it today. All righty. And with that... I guess we can wrap up this week's edition of the Click Nation's Compa Chronicles. And one thing, and one thing we, were, we were teasing earlier, and I, I wanted to at least mention it here at the end, you should be on the lookout on your social media uh, for uh, updates on, whether on when and where we're having uh, our next show because next week is the, uh, the, the opening weekend for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Yes, so movie protocols, folks, are in a place. Yes, Yes, yeah, so uh, you know, keep that in mind if you're looking for our next show. Um, you know, uh, stay alert on your uh, social media. Be on the lookout for that. We will be sure to announce it um, at least somewhat in advance. And uh, you know, we I hope you guys enjoy it. Hope you guys uh, want you know when we do have a chance to talk about it. Um, I hope you all enjoy it and have a good time uh, watching what we never thought we'd see on the screen, which is actually a second <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy movie, right? Well, I mean, the first one did pretty well. No, I'm so not talking you... about. I'm, not, I'm talking about just ever, like you know, I'm talking right. about like pre, I guess absolutely, like pre yeah. comic book movie deluge, 
you know? Uh, Absolutely. Do you ever think we would have a second Guardians of the Galaxy movie? Or a first one? You're right. You're exactly. right. Hell, Ant-Man was the same way, now that I think about it. Exactly. That one, exactly. that one kind of started that whole ball rolling. Right. So, you know what? Let's be, you know, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a heck of a time to be alive, folks. Indeed. Are, are you feeling the fatigue yet? Or are you still pretty much riding pretty decently with it? The, the I, comic book movies. I think that um, it is similar to event fatigue, but mm-hmm. I think that much like uh, people who are invested in things, I think the Marvel fans are invested in the story. Whereas the Agreed. DC fans are just kind of, you know, hoping and waiting to see what, what, what comes out. I think the Marvel fans the, are the fans of the Marvel movies. They may not actually be Marvel fans, but they're fans of the Marvel movies and the stories that are being told. They know there is an overarching story. They know that there is that pretty much everything is interconnected, right? So I think right. that people are waiting for the payoff. So I don't think anyone is really tired of it. Um, right. They may be kind of getting in the um, the the let's slog through this kind of mode sometimes. I mean, yeah, my thing is like, yeah, Marvel's movies, like you said, Marvel's movies are still good to where I'm like, all right, I'm still vested in this. Like, right. And you can kind of say that about Star Wars stuff. And the DC stuff, I am still, I still hold a curiosity with. Uh, so there is no fatigue. But just the fact that we are still getting a pretty good amount of movie, uh, movie, comic book movies in general starting to be a little bit much. But at the same time, there's a couple of my, or there's very much at least one <laughs> that I'm waiting for before I'm, I can safely say that I might be getting tired of it. Right. And by then we will have like probably twenty more. Right, 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 right. So, all right. But on that note, and with that, um, I guess I'll, I'll. It's been a while since I've done the closing. I don't even remember how really? to close. Let's no. just, you know, I'll just say thank you. I mean, what 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 are our cues for for this? You want to do it so that I can remember? Sure. All, right. all right. Thank you, folks, for 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 coming and check us out. Um, as always, you can check us all out individually. I am at Roddy Cat um, on Twitter and all other places most other places, uh, social media. You can also find me at uh, News News Need, where I tweet out a bunch of news, like some of like the stuff we uh, put out earlier. You can also find me at CB Caps uh, on Instagram, where I tweet out, and this camera is way too close. Why do I have, I just noticed that. Anyway, uh, where you, you can, where I you know, put out panels of stuff I like, you will see some from my Click of the Week soon. And we need to start, remember to keep doing, uh, put Clickers of the Week out, because we stopped doing that. Anyway, yeah. you can also yeah, find... I- we got tired. Well, yeah, and you know, <laughs> and people have been doing stuff and like you know, yeah. putting stamp on it all that kind of good mess. Exactly. Regardless, but you can also find my cohort here, Agent Seventy at Agent Seventy at um, at Twitter. You can also find them at Agent Seventy underscore Seventy. Excuse me, that is a distinction. Agent underscore Seventy on mm. Twitter and also on Instagram. Right, right. You know, showing off his uh his wares and and art having a good time and art. Correct. Yes, yes, yes. And you can also find our uh, absent uh, cohorts, Tim D O W G nine eight at Tim Dog ninety eight on Twitter. You can also find them at CB Cron and also at the Click Nation, all one word. That's D K L I Q N A T I O N. I've gotten pretty good about doing that one. All on Twitter. That is all him. You can also find him writing at the various places like CBR and whatnot uh, when he's not out uh, out on mission or here with us. You can also find our uh, cohort uh, PCN underscore Dirt at PCN underscore Dirt on Twitter. You can also find him at Pop Culture Net. Uh, on Twitter, and uh, I guess he's doing Instagram reviews still at uh, Graham Comics Reviews. There you go. Um, that, and also catch, uh, check out uh, Pop Culture Network on Twitter. I mean, I'm on their, their site where he does a bunch of stuff of right. the podcast, like actually uh, a Masters of the Universe one, so I'm pretty sure if they haven't talked about that, they will. Alrighty, so now that I remember how to uh, actually do this, I guess we'll be alternating closing the show 
just so that we can all take turns doing and, and alleviate the load, not not leave it to one person. So, in honor of all of those plugs, and on that note, uh, I am at agent underscore seventy. He is at Roddy Cat on all those pieces of social media. We are the Compa Chronicles, and we are signing off. Hey, Peace!